and uh, I just want to thank you. You don't. Sometimes we're doing things for God, and we're not. We can never really see how far it goes. You do something here in America, and it's saving life over across the ocean, and uh, it's a big blessing. Just to be able to maybe with pain, just to be able to sleep one night without pain. Whereas you've been suffering with it for maybe the whole year, two years, and then you got some few medicine, empire, and you're able to sleep. It's a beautiful thing. And these people are very thankful. So we're very grateful to God that we have a team of people going. It's also sacrifice for those people. And, uh, but we're sending them. And we'll be praying for them. Amen. Okay. Uh, would you stand up, please? Should I do what we do on Sunday? Would you turn around and greet somebody? <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. They're saying uh, they're saying you really need to believe uh, uh, Mark chapter sixteen. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> You, you need to get your feet up, okay, <laughs> right now. <laughs> they shall take up serpents. <laughs> I have faith. I'm taking up serpents. <laughs> but we're not scared. We don't go looking for serpents, but they come our way. We don't have to be afraid. Amen. Uh, I didn't say for you to sit, but I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. That uh, scripture is very, very important to me because I find out a lot of people hear the word of God. Even professors study and they still can't get it. But when God opens your ears, you just know. You just know. Can you imagine how many people are studying for their doctorate, studying what a fisherman wrote? Peter. Never been in college, but they have their DDDs, PhDs, 
in trying to analyze what a fisherman wrote. I'm telling you, one with the Holy Spirit, you can do anything. Amen. It's so wonderful. <laughs> Amen. Holding fast to what you have. That's what I'm speaking on tonight. Holding fast to what you have. So that says God's giving you something. You have something. And God says, hold fast to what you have. I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 3, beginning from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, This thing says, he who is holy. So whatever you're going to hear, he's coming from the holy one. No lies. The truth. These things says he who is holy and he who is true. So these are very important words. It says, he who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts. And shuts and no one opens. So this is the one that's speaking. The one who is holy. The one who is true. The one with the key of David. The, one, the only one that can open and no one can shut. He says, I know your works. So God knows everything about you. God knows what you're doing and what you're not doing. I know your works. See. In other words, open your eyes. See. He already told you. He has the keys. He opens and no one can close. But then he's telling you tonight, and you need to receive that. See, I have said before you an open door. So every one of us, if you're hearing my voice tonight, and I'm reading from the Word of God tonight, God says to you tonight, I have opened, not going to, I have opened to you. See, I have opened to you an open door. That means that door can never be shut. That door can never be shut. You have to believe it. I have. He gave you all his credentials and then he tells you, this is what I've done for you. You may feel like the door has been shut against you. That's a lie. You believe in a lie because Satan has been whispering to you and preaching another gospel that didn't come from the Lord. He is not the one who is true. He is not the one who is holy. But the holy one says, I have said before you. He said, see Behold, look, I have opened, I have set an open door before you. I have set an open door before you, and no one can shut it. I believe the Lord has set an open door before the Ark Fellowship. Nobody is able to shut, shut that door. I am praying to God. I, I said to the Lord, see, you made in one day. One day, God made over 3 million people to be so wealthy. 
one day. Because he said, take all their gold, take all their silver, take everything from them. They had nothing much, they were slaves. In one day, God changed that. And if God can do that for three million people, when I pray to, the ark, to God for the ark fellowship, God, there will not be a single person in the ark fellowship that, we, that will be in want. I'm praying that I'm believing God. I need you to believe that with me. Is it possible? Yes, God can do it. It's not about you. It's about his agenda. It's about what he wants to do. He said about, it's about reaching out to people. God said, I have set before you an open door. I've got to take it. And I have to accept it. And I'm believing God that he is able to do this for the people of the Ark Fellowship. We are also praying. We don't want sickness among us. When we pray in the morning here, we don't want cancer among us. And people say, well, you can't say that because it happens. You, what if the person was born and they come from a line of people with the DNA? Oh, God can cancel that DNA. God can. I have set before you an open door. The door is open. A door of goodness and mercy. Everything that's good. Because Jesus said, I'm doing, I'm making the whole things new. Amen? And God's always doing a new thing. So we need to recognize that I have said before you an open door. And no one can shut it. No one can shut it. If you believe the door is open to you, yes, that door remains open. And the one who is holy, the one who is true, the one who has the key of David, says to us, that door can never be shut. He is alive forevermore. I know your works. See? So I know what you're doing, but I still set the door open before you. It says to us, for you have a little strength. You see, this is every time you see the word for, go back again. Because what was, what's happening is because what is about to be said is because of what was behind. Amen. I changed the word for myself because it's easier. Because. I've said this door for you because he needs telling you what's happened. You have a little strength. Nobody wants to hear that from God, right? But all of us have little strength. Because he said, without me, you can do nothing. So you all, every one of us, have little strength. So that's not the issue. The issue here. You know, you have little strength. It says, for you have a little strength and have kept my word. So the open door that can never be shut depends on the word. It depends on the word. What you are doing with the word. That's the reason for the open door that cannot be shut. And today what will happen, yeah, I know what the word says. And then we add this word, but. We go from the spirit realm into the natural immediately. 
We go from what God says into how we feel immediately. So the, what we feel and what we're hearing from the world contrary to God's word takes preeminence over what God says. And if you go that way, the door may have been opened, but that door is going to shut. No one shut it. You did. You did. He says, you had little strength. But you held on, holding on, and keeping, keeping his word. It's not just acting on it. That's important. But it's close to your heart. Nothing can take what God says. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I see. I know what's happening around me. But I'm not letting go of what God said. And you can see this in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, our God is able to deliver us from this your furnace. God will deliver us from this your fire. But even if he chooses not to, we don't care. That's got to be our attitude. You have little strength, but you kept my word. And that pleases him. That pleases him. And because he's pleased, he can't help himself. He just swings the door open and says, who dare shut that door? That's the issue here. You have kept my word. And I have not denied my name. So when you keep his word, no one can make you deny his name. When you keep his word, you can't compromise. It's impossible to keep his word and be in compromise. When you keep his word, you hear something different instantly, something inside of you, because the word is living. It's a living word. Inside, you feel, that doesn't sound right. But you haven't been in theological school. But you know it's not right. Even if the theologian is saying it. Something in you says, I don't think that's right. Amen. You don't say amen, I will, like I say on Sundays. <laughs> Something in you says, no. I can't receive that. I'm going to keep God's word. And when you keep his word, it changes everything. The doors become open. Impossible doors. Doors that are impossible to be open, God will swing them open. So that's the key. What they had was his word. It was his, his word. So verse 11 of that same verse, of that same chapter tells us, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Hold fast to what you have, if you read the scripture, there was only one thing they had. The word. They kept the word. And Jesus says, that word will deliver to you a crown. Glory, the word. The word will bring a crown to your path. That word is able to do it. Hold fast to what you have. Don't let it go. Don't let what you're hearing from the outside let you make you let, let the word of God go. Never put a butt before God's word. 
Somebody says, what if, if I say that, if, if Pastor Goodluck says that, and it didn't happen. Hey, the word is still true. He's silly for you to take a man's experience and put it by the word of God and say, if it didn't happen to this deacon or pastor or bishop, and he says, then the word of God, that's an insult to the word of God. You don't know him. You don't know his fears. You know nothing about him. Talk to the people from his home. Excuse me. <laughs> They'll tell you the real thing, okay? You just saw a big deacon in church. You don't know him. I'm not going to insult God's word by comparing a man's experience. I don't care who he is or how popular he is. Or how well known he is. And put it by the word of God. And say well he's a holy man. If it didn't happen to him. Then the word must not mean what it says. No. Is means is. And you can read English. Don't tell me what is really means. We know what it is. So the word of God is true. That's what we believers have. That's what pleases him. And that's what makes God to live for us an open door. That no man can shut. No devil can shut. No, not nobody in the whole universe. That's why I like in Romans, if God be for us, who can be against us? When you have his word, God's on your side. And if God's on your side, no one's going to be against you. He's too big for them. Too awesome for them. The word is what they have. Listen, when you have the word, everything opens. Listen to this. John 15 verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, okay? You keep his word. Guess what happens? You will ask what you desire... And it shall be done. Oh yes. He's the word. If you keep his word, it will be done. Notice he didn't say, and you ask what God desires for you. Uh, that's the uh, super spiritual man. Right? He says, I just want to do what God says. Well, God has already said this in the book. That's his will. What I just read is his will. What you desire, that's in the scriptures, right? That's God's will. That's what he wants. You want to know what God really wants? That's what he said. What you desire. I didn't say that. God said that. Why do you want to change it? That's what God said. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you desire. And it will be done for you. And we know God is not a liar. He meant what he said. He meant what he said. If it's not happening, don't spiritualize it. It's just because you can't believe it. That's the truth. Yeah. If it's not working, don't blame the scriptures. Don't blame God. You have some level of unbelief. Repent. That's what it is. 
tell God, please, I'm sorry. I, I'm having a hard time. I need help. I like that man that said, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. He got his way. Amen. Because when you cry out for help, he helps. So God's word is the key. Holding on. That's what we have. Hold fast to what you have. And you have the open door. You see, the, the word of God. And from the beginning, God has been telling us. He's the word. His word. What we do with his word. How much you love the word. Thank God for you. You're here today. You want the word. And you see, heaven knows that the word is important to you. You're going to leave everything else to be by the word. They spent time with him, listening to his words. And the word was washing them. They didn't even know that the word was cleansing them. Just being in the presence of the word. Jesus said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. They were not aware that God was cleansing them just by sitting down and listening to the word of God. How important the word cleanses you to the point where your desire matches with God's desire. Your purpose matches with God's purpose. And that's what you really want. You want nothing else but his purpose. And once you ask, God does it. He gives you an open door. He gives you an open door. He says in Joshua 1 verse 8, This book of the law, again we're going to the word of God. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meaning you are saying nothing different from what the word says. You are accepting nothing different from what the word says. No matter what's happening around you, you are doing nothing and saying nothing contrary to what the word says. And what the, what the enemy does is he pressures us with all kinds of difficulties to make us change our confession. To make us say something different. You know, these days I think, you know, I meet a person, and I say, and I share this while we're praying back there. He says, uh, Pastor, uh, good morning. I, I am sick. So now, I say, I'm, say, I'm saying, if I want to introduce myself, I'll say to you, my, uh, I'm good luck, right? So from then on, you call me good luck, right? So when you tell me I'm sick, from then on, I call you sick. Call me a Mr. Sick. He's so nice to meet you, Mr. Sick. He's sick. And, and we claim things. I'm not saying don't say it to God. But say the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. If the book is not departing from your mouth, you don't have room for any other thing to say. How come you're saying all this crazy stuff? That's not in the book. I have often said... Christians ought to learn how to speak their native language. Yes, sir. That's in the book. That's in the book. Our native language is what's written here. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, once we depart from the book, we've gone from the legal to the illegal. And you need to be arrested. <laughs> you need to be arrested now. And put in chains. And guess who does the arrest? You know who, right? 
You know who does that? People get arrested because of what they're saying. The devil arrests and puts people in chains. And you wonder what's going on. This book of the law shall hear the word of God. Hold fast to that which you have. So no one takes your crown. And you got the word. Which means an open door. And so Satan pressures us with all kinds of difficulties. With our children, with the marriage, with finances, with sickness, and all of this. And all he wants to do is you change your confession and change the way you believe. And so no matter what they tell you, you come back, well, I tell you what, I'm just telling you the way I feel. Oh yeah, you are a feely person. And you affirm that this is what it is. And God has already told us in Numbers, what I hear from your mouth, that's what I'm going to give you. That's what I'm going to give you. You got the word. It should not depart from your mouth. He says, it should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. You know the word meditate? If you mutter it to yourself, you mutter it to yourself. That's meditation. It's not this where you cross your leg and you go, that's not what we're talking about. That's the Lion King fellow. Whatever. <laughs> whatever the, what's the name of that fellow? The Lion King? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> they go, ooh. Whatever. That's not the way to do it. You mutter the words to yourself. Day and night. When you read the scriptures, you read how David, you, you read the scripture and you read, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And David is saying all these things. He wasn't praying. He was singing. This was something that, I know it's written, but this was something that David did all the time. Affirming that the Lord, he's a shepherd. He shall not depart from your mouth. Notice what the word he says. You meditate day and night that. Doing that is what enables you to do. That you may observe to do. So if you're not doing it, you're not saying it, you can't do it. You cannot do it. That's scripture. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. That's why we pray that prayer from from Isaiah. Open my ears, right? The word is what energizes your spirit and your body and your being to be able to do what the law says. Paul tells us, I am human, man, and the law is spiritual. Read Romans chapter 7. I am human, the law is spiritual. But the word that I speak they are spirit and they are life. So when you speak the word spirit and life, he brings you up to the level of the spirit and now you can do. And you understand it. That's the thing here. So you, you, you get this word out and say it. 
In other words, learn your, your, your native language, which is scripture. And, and stop saying everything that the world is telling you. It's nothing wrong. I, you know, I had a struggle with that. What do I say then? They give me the facts. I have the truth. They speak the facts to me and I accept their facts. But I have the truth. Which is in the spirit realm. The facts is in the natural realm. But the truth is in the spirit realm. And the spirit always will win over the natural life. Because everything you see came from the unseen world. Everything you see came from the spirit realm. The world and everything. What you see natural came from the spirit realm. It will not exist in the natural without the spirit realm. And God saying, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, he says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly, in the spirit realm. But I'm saying, God, why in the spirit realm? I need it here. Well, the way to connect, you accept the word and you begin to speak the word. Day and night. That you may be able, that you may observe to do uh, according to all, notice, all that is written in it. For then, for then you will make your way prosperous. Hear with me. Open doors. Open doors. The same. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. That's open door. Then, when you do this, you have the word, you speak in the word, then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. You know why? I say, why is he telling be strong and of good courage? Why? You know why? Because everything around you wants to make you change your confession. Oh, yes. Everything, wants, everything around you wants to discourage you so that you change doing what the Word says to do. And once you get into that territory, you are now in this camp. And God, Satan can have you. So the real battle is for God to deliver us from our fears. Psalm 34. This poor man cried out to God and he heard me and he de- delivered me from all my fears. All Satan's ministry to my head. Telling me what evil was going to befall me and my family and everything. And, and I'm listening to him. And some of us, we listen to the point. We say, well, that's really bad. Do you have some more to tell me? And we're listening. And then we get depressed. It's Sunday morning. I can't go to church. I feel bad. You said it. You feel bad. You're going to feel better. Okay? If you get me hear that again. My language. <laughs> I'm going the gooder and gooder way. Okay? <laughs> You're going to feel worse. Because you said it. Have I not told you? Be of good courage. Do not be afraid. That's a commandment. Do not be afraid. Or be dismayed. Totally hopeless. 
that will cause dismay. And then he put the word for, because, right? Because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. When that word is coming from you, everywhere you go, the word's going with you. And everywhere you go, there is an open door. Difficulties will come for sure. Oh, very strong ones. To make you doubt. To make you fret. But you don't look to the things that are seen. You only look to what is unseen. Because what you see is temporary. Have you read in Old King James? It came to pass. Right? A man got healed that way. He reasoned. He came to pass. Okay. So my sickness came and he's passing away. He got healed. <laughs> he got healed. Every part of the word is good. Amen. He got healed. Have absolute trust for God's word. Absolute. F.F. Bosworth. I don't know if you know who F.F. Bosworth is. F.F. Bosworth, probably the one that's written, uh, I, I think that's the book that they used to teach uh, uh college students in Bible school when it comes to healing. Probably the, the best book to read on healing, if you really want to know. And he was involved with Azusa Street. There are pictures of him with William Seymour and all of those people, John Gillick and all of that. Now he said this. He said, why should you doubt God? If you must doubt, doubt your doubts. Because they are unreliable. If you have absolutely, you must doubt something. Doubt your doubt. They are unreliable. That's what he said. God has said to us in Psalm 89 verse 34, My covenant, when you hear the word covenant, really is a promise. Sealed. With an oath from God. With an oath from God. It's a covenant, a promise. God says, I will bless you. And God sealed it with an oath. He said, God said, surely to Abraham, surely I will bless. I swear by myself. An oath. And with Jesus, an oath. Sealed with his blood. My promise to you, I will not break, nor alter the words that's gone out of my lips. God says he won't change it. He stays the same. If it's not working for you, it's not because God changed. You haven't positioned yourself properly. That's what it is. If you position yourself, so it's like asking God, how I, where am I missing it? What is wrong? And it's a good place to be when you're troubled by something that you find in the scripture and it's not working for you, but it seems to be working for others. You go ask God and he will answer you. Let me tell you this. There was not one person in the scriptures that asked Jesus a question and didn't get an answer. You can't find it. You can't find it. When he was here in person, 
Even his enemies, when they asked the question, he gave them an answer. And you are his child. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you ask a question, you really need an answer, he'll give it to you. He will give it to you. He can't lie. He can't lie. We just need to believe him and trust. Where am I missing it? You may not get the change that the best. By and by, he is going to give you the answer, and then you will position yourself, and, and God will come through. It may be a while, but he'll take you through the path because he's training you so that you can help others later. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. When we go through difficult times, that's the path that is taking us through. So we can trust him. His words, he never will alter. He won't forget his words. And he said to, to Jeremiah, it says in Jeremiah 1 verse 12, it says, the Lord said to me, you have seen well. I want God to see, see that of me and of you. You you got the revelation. That's what he was telling Jeremiah. You understand it now. You have seen well. You have seen well. For or because I am ready. Would you hear, say the word with me? Ready? I am ready. So God is ready. If nothing is happening, you're not ready. That's what it means. I am ready. God says, I am ready to perform what? Your words? No, his words. And if you have been saying your words that are contrary to his word, it's like God's building something and he says, give me brick. And you give him, you give him a piece of wood. He says, take that stuff off. We can't build with this. You keep giving him, he's, forget this thing, it's not going to work. That's what we do. We pray and scream at God, and as soon as we turn, we start giving him brick, uh, uh, wood for bricks. Yeah, I know we prayed, but you know, brother, pastor, you don't understand. This is a very difficult matter. It's been happening in my home. And then you go telling all your great stories. I used to think the Bible says not to speak. No, I think you should speak a lot. Jesus, Paul preached all night. Right? He preached one. If that happens, man, some people will be snoring. When, of course, some guys snored over there. I mean, in Paul's time, the inspiration of Paul's word was not good enough. The guy went to sleep. At least for that fellow. But we speak what the word says. God is not a man that he should lie. If he has said, he'll do it. I want to go to this. The testimony of those that have had the word of God. You see, everything is for the word. First Kings chapter, uh, chapter 8 verse 56 tells us this. The blessing God. This is a testimony for those, the individuals that have experienced God. And experienced his word. They hadn't seen God. But they had his word through Moses. 
Old Testament. And now they were in the land of Israel. We're talking about First Kings, not First Samuel or First Second Samuel. We're talking into David's time, from the time of Moses. They've had the word. And this is their testimony. He should be our testimony as well. If we stick to the word. They gave testimony. This was a time of rejoicing. They were sharing what God has done for them. And praising God. Let that be our portion in Jesus name. That we can praise God. And say yeah. Your word has been good. You have kept your word. Everything you said. You kept for us. That's what should be our testimony. Especially for us in the New Testament. It should be that way. Because we have a greater high priest. A better covenant. That's what the Bible tells us. He says, blessed be the Lord who has given rest. That's important. Rest to his people, Israel. The church. They were not in heaven yet, okay? They were still on the earth. Rest. You see, every time you hear the word rest, that peace, prosperity, calmness. That's what he's saying. God gave the children of Israel rest during the time of Solomon. Guess what happened? Increase. All over the place. So this is what God says in his word. Blessed be the Lord. They were blessing God now. And that's going to be the portion of the Ark Fellowship in Jesus' name. One day we will come, we can't stop from blessing God. With great rejoicing. Because God has fulfilled his word among us. And we are blessed. God has met all of our needs. They were blessing God. Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel. According to all that he promised. All that he promised. Everything he promised us. According rest. They found rest from what he promised. They discovered rest from what God promised. And that's our portion. If you are going to truly find rest in God, he's going to be from the things he promised you in the word of God. So I got to know what the promises are. And hold on to it, to those promises, so that there can be always before me an open door that no man can shut. I don't have to worry about people. I just have to worry about what I'm doing with the word. Amen? I just have to worry about what, I don't care about their opinion. God give me grace. I mean, we're humans. But God give me grace, so I don't care about what they think. Because that bothers us sometimes. Who do you think you are? You think you are more spiritual than the rest of us. And we want, to be, we want everybody to like us, right? So, I didn't really mean it that way. No, I mean it that way. I mean it that way. Because the word says it. The word says it. And I'm going to stay with the word. Even if everybody disagrees, I'm going to stay with the word. He says, according to all that he promised, there has not failed, what? One word. They tested every word. None of them failed. No promise failed. 
And that was Old Testament. Not one single promise failed. So what does it tell me? Maybe we're not believing the promises. We're not believing the promises. We know what they say, but we have our own opinion. And what we think. And what they think. And so we are not able to move. God asks, how can two walk together unless they are in agreement? We are not in agreement with him. Because if we are going to be in agreement with him, there's only one thing. We are in agreement with his word. And many times, what he's saying contradicts what we see in the natural. And so we have to go by faith. Believing what God says. And forgetting about people's opinions and what they think about you and what they are saying about you. That bothers us a lot. But we have to learn to look past those things and do what is right. And you know what is right? Keep his word. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. It shall be done for you. There has not failed one word of his good promises. Not one word of his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. Now, if God promised in the Old Testament through his servant Moses, what about the promises through his servant Jesus? More so. More so. More so. Jesus said, to the Jews, he said, now, everything that you read in the scripture, they are all talking about me. Amen? Everything in the Old Testament, bear witness to me, Jesus. So now we are in his dispensation. If he works for them then, he should work for us today. And if it's not, our minds, that's why Romans chapter 12 tells us, we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind? Through the word. The word cleanses our mind. And then by and by, slowly, we begin to agree with word and disallow what the world is saying. And now, as we receive the word, we become one with him. And what we say happens. That's what the word says. And we come into that. He says, you shall say to this mountain, and, and it will be done. It will be done. I'll close with this. The word is God's messenger. The word of God is God's messenger. God does nothing. He sits on the throne. Right? And if he's going to do anything, he sends his word. That's it. The word brings a message that must be carried out. Amen. The word is God's messenger. Before God created, go back to Genesis. God didn't go around molding stuff and let me plant this tree here and plant another tree. That, oh, we missed one part. Let's put another tree here. What do you think? No. He sent his word. Let there be light. Amen. The word is God's messenger for everything he does. 
The word is God's messenger. I started reading today. I found that, read John. John. How many times? The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. I started saying, Jesus was insistent all through John. The Father sent me. Over that, over and over again. Who is he? The Word. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. He says, I am not alone. He who sent me, he is with me. I'm not the one doing the miracles, he said. Is the one that sent me. He is the Word. And so he insisted constantly. The Father sent the Word into the world. And the world, if we listen to the word, the word that was sent, that Jesus, things will change. Things will change. The word is God's messenger. If you don't receive God's messenger, they are about to shake the dust from their feet. And that's not good for you. The word is God's messenger. That's what God says every time. You can't change anybody, but when you give them the word, no matter how vile they have been, slowly but surely, as they listen to the word, a murderer, he listens to the word, he accepts the word, before you know, his attitude changes. He becomes mild, is the word. That's the word. That's what we have. Hold fast. To what you have. That no one take your crown. The word of God will deliver to you a crown. The word will. The word will. I'm going to stop with this. Psalm 107 verse 20 says. He sent what? His word. He sent his word. And healed them. If you are healed, it's his word that healed you. Jesus is the word. The word is here, recorded in paper. You know, you can tear this off. It means nothing. But when you speak it, it becomes spirit and life. Take it from the book. Let it come out. Because you are living in him, when it comes out of you, it becomes Spirit and life. Who will resist the spirit? Especially when it's the spirit of God. How are you going to resist him? He sent his word and healed them. So this scripture is still being fulfilled today. He sent the word. The word is still here. It will not return to him void. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. From their destructions. From their destructions. Do we believe that? Yes, Pastor, I know. But you know, if I can have a little faith, well, why don't you just believe what he says? Is that that difficult? Do you believe what I just read? Well, that's faith. 
Why do you want to muscle out some faith inside of you? So they say, ah, he really has faith. Just believe what he says. Don't make it too complicated. Believe it and refuse to accept unbelief. And trust that God is true to his word. And because I have God in my life, no matter what circumstance I'm in today, he's going to be well. I have God on my side. He's going to be well. If I depend on that, yeah, I see the path of Joseph all the way down to the very bottom. No complaints. I like what he says. But God was with Joseph. And right from prison all the way up. And stayed up till he died. Amen? He stayed up. He stayed up. The word of God. The promises are good. No matter what difficulty you are going through tonight, would you dare to believe the word that God can save us from all our destructions and heal us from everything that causes us pain? For he bore our grief and carried what? Our sorrows. Scripture tells us that. Stand up with me tonight. Today is a, a, a night, a night that we begin to trust God. And that's what pleases Him. So you know what you're going through, and you're saying, God, from this very night, I'm going to trust you. I will not be anxious. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and supplication, let your request be known. If you are going to be anxious, please don't pray. Just don't bother. Because they don't go together. But you can say, God, I'm not going to be anxious. Help me not to be anxious. Take away my anxiety. You gave him permission, right? He will answer that too. Amen? He will answer that too. If you're struggling, tell him what you want. By lining up with his word. God, I don't want to be anxious. Take it away from me. He will. All of a sudden, the peace of God that passes knowledge, you don't understand it, will guard your heart and your mind. Now, you are being positioned for a miracle. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight? And just tell him how much you trust him. Say it from your mouth. God, I trust you. I love you. I trust you. Your word's good. Even good for my circumstances. No matter what, I'm trusting in you. I will not be afraid. God, I will not be afraid. Not, none of these evil things that the enemy has been ministering to my mind will ever see the light of day. They will never manifest in this natural world because God, you are with me. And only that which is good is my portion. Because the word says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God's preparing a table before you right now in the presence of your enemies and all the desires of your enemy against you will not see the, the light of the day in this natural world because God is 
on your side. The enemy is the devil. It's not man. It's the devil that's planning things against our lives. But God is with us. Can I hear an amen? God is with us. And we don't have to be worried for anything. Father, I thank you. God, I know that these words will not return to you void. There is faith now in the hearts of your children. Because your word cannot lie. The word is near you. Even in your mouth and in your heart. Which is the word of faith that we preach. And God, I know that the word of faith is in your heart right now. And your word of faith is in your mouth. We ask that you give grace. That we will be able to speak the word of faith. Nothing but the word of faith. That our lives might be transformed by your word. We give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory tonight. In Jesus name. And God's people said. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.